You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Let's move on into the Word. If you still got them open when Brother Nathan was up here, you can just take a right about 10 more chapters in 1 Samuel. Chapter number 17. Anybody in here tonight besides me ever have struggled, have some hard time struggling to believe? You, you, I mean, you just get wore out fighting the fight of faith. Anybody in here besides me ever ask why? We're going to look at that tonight. And we're going to go to the, one of the most famous stories in the Bible, the story of David and Goliath. And I want you to read this such a great story. We, we know it. I'm not going to read the whole story. I just want to read two verses. And then we're going to look into what God has for us tonight. Chapter 17 of verse Samuel. 1 Samuel 17, verses 28-29. And Eliab said, Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down, that thou, art might, that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? Probably been preached on so many, many, many times. But I want to ask this question there, or I want to, not the question, I want to make this statement tonight, the cause to fight. There is a cause to fight. There's a cause to fight, the fight of faith. Amen. Would you bow your heads and your hearts at this time? Father, we're so grateful for all your many blessings, for your presence, and God, for your word. I ask you, God, to help us to anoint us, Lord, to preach this word that you've laid upon our heart. God, I ask you to strengthen each and every one of us tonight, God, that we would continue to fight the fight of faith, Lord. There is a cause to fight. There's a cause to fight because the victory has already been paid for. We believe here at Faith Worship Center that what Jesus did up on the cross is already paid and he already made the victory available for each and every one of us, Lord. And God, it's that that we look to and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Again, it's my prayer tonight that, hey, that we're all strengthened and we all can stay in the fight. We can all stay in the fight. There's no place to quit, church. And uh, so we all, you know what? And it's in. It, it's always, it's always good, and it's always important to be faithful to the house of the Lord. And uh, it's always encouraging to see your brothers and sisters in the Lord. You don't know what they're going through. They don't know what you're going through. But it's always an encouragement when you get to see one another. Because every time you walk in them doors, it's a testimony that you're still fighting the fight of faith. Right. You're, you're here. You're still here. You're still in the fight. And, and, and it's encouragement to somebody. And somebody's looking at you whether you realize it or not. That's right. Amen. Amen. But not only do we here at the church desire to see people saved, but we desire to see each and every one of you walking in victory. We want to see you walk in victory in every area of your life. We want to show you how 
to live for God and or how to conduct a daily walk with the Lord. That's why we invest in, uh, in off nights. We do it every Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night. But yet we're throwing in an off night there like on Thursday night and, and having a foundation class because we want people to know. We don't want nobody to question on what it is, what it means to live a victorious life. We want people to know how to live for God from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, seven days a week. 24 hours a day, 24 hours a day, you and I are in this walk of faith. You and I are going through the process of sanctification. You and I both have things in our life that has to be changed. And it's when we come together, we hear the word that our faith is strengthened. Our faith is boosted to give us the strength to keep on believing. That way our faith does not fail. Amen. Amen. And it's very important, I know. I know that the fight of faith is so, sometimes it can be so exhausting. I know that sometimes this fight can be long. There's sometimes that this fight can seem that it is never ending. Amen to that one. I have prayed for things for years. I have prayed and asked God for things and it's took and it's took years and there's things that I'm still asking God for. I'm still believing God to do some great things and not only in this church but even in my own personal life. But let me say it like this too as well. I can look back and I can tell you over the past uh, uh, probably 15 years I've had a prayer list that, that would look like this long and I can tell you that over the past 15 years by the grace of God I've been able to go that one's met that one's met that one's met that one's not met yet that one's met that one's that one's not met yet but that one's met and that one's met but you know what I'm still in the fight I'm still believing and though there's times I don't feel like it though there's times I want to throw in the towel and quit though there's times I'm too I'm too tired I'm too exhausted to continue to fight to believe I'm still in it I'm in it to win it whatever I gotta do my heart is made up and I don't say that boastful because every one of you in here you better have a heart made up that you're gonna make it no matter what, or you got a long road to hold. You got, I mean, you, it better, I, I tell them, I, I tell the guys when I get to go to the agape house, I tell them, you better have a heart made it, you're going to make it. Your heart better be determined that you're going to make it. I don't care if you're in the agape house. I don't care if you go to Sunday school every day of the week. If your heart's not in it, you're not going to make it. You got to make it. We got to fight the fight of faith. There is no place to quit. But whatever. I, I, I mean, I, I want you to understand tonight, despite what the devil tells you, there is still a cause to fight. There is still a cause to keep believing and understanding and trusting in what Jesus did for you up on the cross is enough. Is enough. Now, even when the devil says that you're already defeated, when you look around and it does look like you're defeated, let me tell you something. He is a liar with a capital L. He's a liar. He's the father of all lies. And there could be cause, no matter what he says, again, there is still a cause to fight. When it seems you can't go any longer and it would be easier, yes, to quit, don't stop fighting because there is still a cause to fight. The victory has already been won. It's already been guaranteed to you. Yes, you've heard it before. You are fighting a fight that you are guaranteed not to lose as long as you never stop believing. Amen. I like them odds. That's my kind of odds. 
I like those. The reason, again, that we fight is because the victory that Christ won upon the cross is automatically guaranteed to you and I. It's already been granted to you and I. He only asks that our faith remain in that work. So yes, because of that, there is a cause to fight. We find ourselves struggling to believe. The devil is always attacking our faith. He cares nothing about your family. He cares nothing about your marriage. He cares nothing about your children. He cares nothing about your finances. He cares nothing about your job. He cares nothing about you. But he uses these things as tactical movements to destroy your faith. Destroy your faith. And if he can destroy your faith, then he's got you. He's got you. He's going to get you to try to stop believing that God is able to pay the bills. That when you trust God to give a little extra in a heave offering, in a building fund offering, and then you got three flats in the morning when you get ready to go to work, and you don't know how you're going to get, you don't know how you're going to fix the flats and everything else. The devil's everywhere whispering in your ear, I told you you shouldn't have given that extra money. See, you needed it today. I told you. See, he tries to get you to stop believing. He tries to get you to quit believing. Jesus told this to Peter. He said, you know what, Peter? The devil had desired to sift you like wheat. That's right. But I prayed for you, Peter. My, what a wonderful thing to know that Jesus is praying for me. He said, I prayed for you that your faith, now, he knew Pete, he knew Peter was going to fail. He knows I'm going to fail. But he said, I pray that your faith fail not. The faith's got to be the it's got to be anchored. It's got to be anchored that won't quit, that will not go, that will not stop believing. If you won't stop believing, then you you if you'll stop believing, you're going to lose. But if you won't stop believing, you, won't, you will not lose this fight of faith. As long as our faith remains in Christ and the cross, we fight to keep, uh, fight, we fight to keep it there. We cannot lose because the victory, his victory, again, is our victory. I want to look at David a moment. I'm not going to hold you a long time. David, again, we know the story. What a famous story that we've, well, if you've been in church most of your life, you've heard it since, since children's church. The story of David and Goliath, just a young shepherd boy out tending the sheep for his father. One day his father tells him his brothers is on the front line. His brothers is actually the, some of the right-hand man for King Saul. They're on the front lines, he said, I want you to go down to the brothers on the front line and take them some corn, some bread, and some cheese. And give it to your brothers for a meal. So David goes up there and as he's there doing as he's told to do, just handing out the food, he hears something annoying in the background. He hears Goliath begin to cursing and making fun of the people of Israel. And not just making fun of the people of Israel, but he was making fun of the God of Israel. And he was out there shouting, Give me a man to come out and fight with me. That's 
give me a man to come out and fight with me. And he said, if you win, we'll serve you. But if I win, you will serve us. Now, who wants to go stand up to a 13-foot-tall man? The, the, Israels, the Israelites were little people by nature. They really were. Nobody likes a bully. <laughs> Nobody likes a bully. But, I mean, who wants to go and stand up to a 13-foot-tall man that's sitting there cursing and making fun of you and making fun of your God? And... And my goodness, and David hears this, and he it stirs something up on the inside of David. And as David says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The one true God. Who, who is this guy? Who is this guy? You know, David's. Uh, they, then David's brothers begin to distract him and to, to scold him. And accusing him of being prideful, and they tell him to go back to the sheep. You don't need to be questioning this this situation right here. This is very serious, David. You don't need to be questioning this this situation. He said, "No, I want to know who that bully is standing up there making fun of my God. I want to know who that is." And they said, "No, no, you need to go back to tending the sheep, David. You need to keep your mouth shut." You see, sometimes even in this fight of faith, the devil can throw up some distractions. He'll throw up distractions and get us distracted or try to distract us. And when we're distracted, you know what the problem is? We don't tend to keep the main thing the main thing. The, the main thing not the main thing anymore if we are distracted. But so many times I see people in their walk with the Lord, they get distracted. They keep Their, their fight of faith is, is one thing, but the devil begins to pull them off course and, and they lose sight of the main thing and they lose sight of, the, of, the, of, of continuing to fight the fight of faith. I see it a lot. But they begin to scold him and call him prideful, say, no, you need to... You, you need to Keep your mouth shut and you, you need to leave this situation alone. Don't throw fuel on the fire. And he says, David says, no, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause, you bunch of cowards sitting over here? Do you not understand the God that you serve, the God of this army? Do you not understand how powerful he is? Don't you realize what he is able to do? Evidently not because you're tucking your tail and you're running. That's just from me. But Saul hears about it and he sends for David. David tells him, he said, I'll fight this giant. Saul says, you can't. You're just a youth. And this man has been a warrior since his youth. David, there's no way. There is no way you, you, can't, you, you, can't, you can't stand against this man. And David said, yeah, but you don't understand. You don't understand. He said, yeah, he said, I think I do, David. I'm just paraphrasing for a moment. You've got to put yourself in that situation. David, this man is 13 foot tall. There's no way that you can defeat this man. He is a man of war, a man, a, a, a warrior for all his life. He's been a warrior longer than what you've been alive. Yeah, but King Saul, you don't understand. He said, David, you need to go back and you need to keep tending your sheep. He said, no, you don't understand. You see, the other day I was out there tending my father's sheep 
And there was a lion that came up and stole one of my little lambs. And my, the power of God come all over me. And I went and I grabbed him. I pulled that thing out of his mouth and delivered it from his paw. And I slew that lion. He said, and it wasn't too much longer after that. He said, a big old bear come out and grabbed one of them lion or one of them little lambs. And I said, uh-uh. That, that's, my, that's my father's little lamb right there. And uh, he said he went over there, jumped right in the middle of it, grabbed him by the beard and pulled it out of his mouth and he slew that bear. He said, and I know that the same God that helped me with the lion and the bear, he shall deliver Goliath into my hands. I know that I will not lose. My God is able to deliver me. He's able to deliver me. The Philistines shall too fall. Saul said, Go. The Lord be with you. Give him his armor. I don't know. Maybe there was a. Maybe there was a. An ounce of disbelief that came upon David because David turns around and begins to try the armor on. Hey, there's not none of us in here exempt from letting a little bit of flesh get in the way. How many of you want to help God out in this fight of faith? Yeah, we do. We do because we are just by nature we want to read. Lie upon the arm of the flesh, give God a little help, give God a little advice, and uh, it don't ever help. It just kind of sets things back. But maybe there was a little bit of ounce of disbelief that come upon David. I don't know, but he tries on the armor. And then uh, uh, he says, he begins to take it off, and he said, you know what, Saul, I, I don't need this. I, 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 don't, I haven't proved this. I don't need this. It don't fit me right. I, I, I just can't use that. That ain't what I used, uh, Saul, when I slew the lion and the bear. So, no, Saul, I don't need your armor. And I like what one man says when he says, I don't need man's armor. I don't need uh, man's help. I don't need your AA meetings. I don't need your NA meetings. I don't need your 12-step program. I don't need a celebrate recovery because I done recovered at Calvary I don't need all of that stuff so David turns it down and he gives it back back to him he said no I didn't I didn't use that with the lion and I didn't use that with the bear David takes his staff in his hand and he departs from Saul see your staff is very important A lot of times they would take and they would carve their family history or their events, major events in their staff. And it was there as a reminder. I don't know if David was looking at it or not, but he took his staff. He left the armor behind. David makes his way down to the brook and he reaches down and he finds him five smooth stones puts in his back. Five again as we know is God's number of grace. God's number of grace. He's got your sling in his bag, his five stones in his bag and he got your staff and he goes out to meet Goliath and Goliath just begins to laugh at him. Goliath begins to laugh at him. He said, Goliath, you come to me with a spear, a sword, and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, and I will have your head. That's right. And I will feed your carcass to the fowls of the That's air. Right. I will. I will. 
In the midst of all of that, David grabs him a stone and puts in his sling. And we know the story how he slings it around and turns loose of it. And it sticks right in the forehead of Goliath. Goliath went down and David running toward Goliath the whole time. He runs to his enemy the whole time he's slinging this. And he throws at him as soon as it hits Goliath and Goliath falls down. He runs up and he takes his his Goliath's sword and cuts his head off and takes his head back down to the camp. Takes his head back down to the camp. And uh, again, let me tell you something. This was, uh, this was not by coincidence that this happened either because, see, this was prophesied also in Genesis 3 and 15 when God told the serpent that between thy seed and her seed will be enmity. Though you may bruise his heel, the seed of the woman will crush your head. Exactly what David did to Goliath. Exactly what David did to Goliath. I'm going to tell you something. You can take an old snake and you can chop his tail off or cut him in half and he'll still bite you, but you crush his head and he's done. He can do a lot of things, but you crush his head and he's done. He is completely and totally defeated. And I'm telling you, Jesus, I'm glad that when Jesus come out of the tomb, it's like he he had the head with him. He had the head with him because he totally defeated Satan. Victory, again, is continually, it is ours. It is guaranteed ours. We are guaranteed to win. Why? Because there is a cause to fight. Because Jesus has already made the way. Jesus has already made the way. And I don't know what you're fighting tonight. And I don't know what the devil's got you up against tonight. Because I know, yes, every one of us in here, we're still in the flesh. And we still continue to fight the fight of faith. And everybody in here, yes, you feel like you want to quit. You don't feel like there's no use. You don't feel like coming on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And you wonder why you still drag yourself to do it. Because you've been asking God for some things. And God, it doesn't seem like God is, uh, has not answered. Let me tell you something. His silence is not absence. You need to keep believing. You need to keep fighting the fight of faith. And I'm going to tell you something. When it gets to where you can't go no more, when you can't go nowhere, no more, and it seems like whatever it is that you're facing is sitting there on the other side of the mountain, and that mountain, he is nothing but laughing at you, laughing, making fun of your faith, making fun of the fight of faith that you're fighting. Let me tell you something. Make your way on down there to the down there to the top of the Holy Spirit get you some grace get you some divine influence put it in your sling and by faith begin to sling it and let me tell you something let me tell you something if you begin to sling it you can say that by faith cancer the Lord will deliver you into my hands depression the Lord will deliver you into my hands Yo, sir, go down there to the brook. Get you some grace. Get you some divine influence, some divine help, and say, you know what? Drugs, no longer. Drugs, no longer. The Lord will deliver you into my hands. Alcohol, if you're listening tonight, alcohol, God will deliver you. He will deliver you. Let me tell you something. I don't care what it is. You got them secret things that nobody else knows about. Maybe you got a little problem with that internet side. Let me tell you something. If you're struggling to believe, go on down there and get you some grace. Go on down there. Let the power of the Holy Spirit do something on the inside. No man can do. No program can do. Nothing else can do. But God, the Holy Spirit, can cause you to do something unable that man is unable to do. And you will be delivered. 
it's guaranteed. We're not going to lose this fight. My God is able to deliver me. He is able to pull me out of the muck and the mire. Let me tell you something. He's able to even deliver those from that gossiping tongue. He's able to heal those of blood pressure. He's able to heal those uh, that are uh, of religion, that are bound by religion, the greatest bondage of all. But God is able to deliver. But we got to do it God's way. We got to do it God's way. And God's way has always been, and it always will be, through the person and the work of Christ. If you want the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to help you. And you do. You do. If you want to win. I mean, if you want to win, you're going to have to have some help. Because here's what's going to happen every situation, every fight of faith is going to take you to the point, it's going to pull you to the place. That you have no, you have, you, you've done exhausted all resources and you are completely and totally helpless. There is nothing else that's going to work except for God to deliver. You know the children of Israel? They went out into the wilderness and they were completely and totally at God's mercy. For manna, for water, for everything. You see, things and circumstances in your life is going to get you to the place that only God's going to be able to help you. Only God's going to be able to help you. So again, we have to eliminate every arm of the flesh, and we've got to allow God to help us. And go on down again. Go down to the brook. Get you some help from the power of the Holy Spirit. Get you some of that help. Get you some of that grace that flows unending. That grace that will guarantee to flow as long as your faith stays in the person and the work of Christ. My goodness, this too shall fall. You can't lose. Jesus has won the victory. He's the source, the cross is the mean. And again, the Holy Spirit is the one that makes all of this available to you and I. Jesus said the victory that I won, it can be yours. If you'll keep the faith. If your faith remains. If your faith remains in what I have provided. He said, here's what, here, here's, here's what he said in, in the book of John. If, if your faith it will remain in what I provided, then yes, when you give the Holy Spirit to permission to work because your faith is in the cross, well, that's a good thing because the Holy Spirit is going to take of that which is mine, which is the victory he won on the cross, and he's going to give it unto you. Take of that which is mine, and he's going to give it unto you. Give it unto you. You know, David was able to defeat the lion and the bear. You know, there wasn't nobody there. The Bible doesn't record any witnesses that watched that happen. But David was so sure about it that he was able to stand against Goliath. And I've said that to say this. Sometimes one of the greatest things that you and I have to come to terms with is the inward foe of self. Because self has to, all self has to die. That on the inside that nobody knows about. 
the arm of the flesh, the things in the self has to be totally and completely done away. Well, if we can't defeat self, if we can't be an overcomer of self, then, then we, we, we can't go no farther. We can't go no farther. But David was able to do that, and David was able to stand against Goliath. And my, what a powerful story. What a powerful story. And you know what? Yes, the odds was against David. David wasn't able to do that. And what you're facing now, you're not able to defeat either. Within yourself. You can't do it. You can't do it. Anybody tells you you can whoop the devil with a stick, they're lying. You're fixing to get a good one. You're fixing to get a good one. And I'm telling you, if we do it God's way, and that is fighting the fight of faith, our faith anchored in the cross, there's going to be a testimony. This test can be turned into a testimony. God will deliver because His Word says, not because I say it, not because I say it, but because His Word says that we can be more than conquerors through Christ who loved us, past tense, goes back to what He did up on the cross, through Christ who loved us, we can be more than conquerors. Amen. Don't, don't quit fighting the fight of faith, church. Don't quit fighting the fight of faith. Every one of us is in this together. I need you, you need me. But don't quit fighting the fight of faith. If you think you're the only one that's going through a situation, then, hey, you're not alone. Everybody's situation is unique. You don't want mine, and I don't want yours. I don't wish mine on yours. You probably don't wish yours on me. But I can tell you that we're all fighting the same fight. Fight the fight of faith, church. Fight the fight of faith. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight, Brother Jeff? Would you come? Father, we love you, and we thank you, God, for your word. God, again, as we've went as far as we can go, and I put the rest of it in your hands, and I ask you, God, to strengthen that one's faith, Lord. Let this word be a propeller, that the knowledge that boosts our faith, God, that we would continue and be encouraged to not stop believing, but, God, to continue to ask you and to, to, to bend upon you, Lord, for rest and for refreshing to, and the strength to keep on fighting another day, another hour, Lord. God, we all go through things, and we know that, God, that, Again, all things work together for the good for those that continue to love you and are called to your purpose. But God, yes, the struggle is there and the struggle is real. But God, in all of the struggle, Lord, help us to continue to look to you and depend upon you. God, as we deny self, we deny ourselves, Lord, any ability that we have within ourselves. God, we lay it aside and we ask you, God, to strengthen us. We ask you, God, to give us the victory that's already been paid for, that's already ours. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to open the altars up. I want you to come find you a place to pray. Fight the fight of faith. If you're struggling to fight, if you're struggling to keep believing, don't stop. Don't stop.
fight the fight of faith. I've given you a simple truth tonight that you cannot lose as long as you fight the right fight. If your faith is in the cross, you're fighting the right fight. You won't lose. You won't lose. If you were blessed by this message, you can find us on Facebook at Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Our contact for prayer or donations is by mail, Faith Worship Center, P.O. Box 296, Porsche, Arkansas, 72457. Through Messenger or PayPal, you can find that link on Facebook also. Thank you and God bless you and your family.